0: Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home, away from home. Hey everybody,
1: welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is Indu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? Super Vegan Brian. Hola! And, of course, you all know him as the Mario bad guy, Brent Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's our special yeah. guest. I'm he go says he it. has something to talk about, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Now, Brent, it's been a while since you've been on. I remember liking talking to you and having a good time. For new listeners or somebody who just doesn't remember you, which I find that to be impossible, <laughs> why don't you uh, give us a little bit of a reintroduction? What's your nerdy? Uh,
2: my nerdy is a lot of... Uh, tabletop RPGs, uh, Venture Lieutenant for the Cincinnati Pathfinder Society, uh, former stand-up comedian, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the gist of me. That's what you need to know. Well, actually, that's actually
1: a pretty nice little resume there. You you got a lot of good nerdy going on. I kind of wish the the stand-up
0: comedian wasn't former. This morning, we are going to be talking to you about the Wrestling Federation you started. But before we get into that, I wanted that to be a mystery, Brian. I, but I did, and I write the script. So fuck you, Michael. I host this bitch. <laughs> I host this bitch. Brian. <laughs> Let's start this war again. But first, <laughs> we can settle this in the
1: ring. Oh, this is this is happening. Anyway, but yeah, no, but first we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's nerdy with you? And as always, we start off with the special guest first. So Brent, what's nerdy with you?
2: Uh, well, late after i get done with this podcast i will be finishing up uh the curse of Stroud campaign with my D &D group and uh i know this is uh like not what the most recent thing but uh probably my the favorite part of this campaign was uh, if anyone has played a curse of strad there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in here um you start off in a haunted house my group uh found an animated broom in one of the closets oh hell yes um, they put it back in the closet because they didn't feel like fighting it. Uh, the house then turned into a giant trap and tried to kill them. And our gnome ranger uh, felt uh, bad about leaving the animated broom in the closet. So he runs back upstairs, grabs the broom, and is fleeing the house. Uh, they all narrowly escape with their lives. And the broom actually gets cut in half. Oh. Uh, they find a way to make the broom whole again, and then the broom uh, develops uh, telepathy and uh, forms a, a strong connection with the gnome ranger. Uh, so much so that when they get to a river and they're like, well, how are we going to cross it? The broom tells the gnome ranger, uh, which is use brooms to fly. So the ranger gets on the broom and he asks, well, do I start flying? And the broom says, well, I can't fly, but this just feels right. The ranger begins uh, befriending animals throughout the wilderness as rangers often do. And this uh, makes the broom very insecure about their relationship to the point where they return to the haunted house to destroy it once. uh, And as they do, the uh, the house begins to uh, crumble in upon itself and a vortex opens up beneath it the house is being sucked down inside and the broom is being pulled towards the vortex as it is part of it and uh, everyone is holding on to the broom and uh, the brooms being sucked in and they're pulling back and the broom is is warping and its bristles are flying out until finally when the house is completely submerged uh, and destroyed once and for all the one single bristle hanging from the end of the now uh, curved broomstick floats up and becomes a magical shortbow. Uh, animal Bane shortbow, because it's still very insecure. And that's pretty cool. I like that. I actually was thinking
3: of like trying to do Curse of Strahd for my first like D&D campaign to DM, because I want to try to DM my first D&D campaign ever. And I was looking up all the different ones, and I was like, Curse of Strahd seems really cool. It doesn't seem like you've really spoiled
0: that much. So that's good. Yeah, it's actually kind of spoiler light. Yeah, other than there's a haunted house at the beginning. And I mean, it's it's a gothic horror game. So I think you can assume that there's probably a haunted house at some point. Yeah. Brent, I wanted to ask about Curse of Strahd. Are you familiar with the original um, Castle Strahd? Is it is it similar at all or is it does it compare?
2: Um, I also I don't think it compares very well. Um, I think they tried um, to get the they tried to update it. For, you know, the modern times, Uh, it I don't think it holds up very well. I think they they focused too much on uh, the they try to get too edgy with it to where Strahd is really just uh, um, a racist and a wife beater. And they they really like play up that aspect of it. The land itself doesn't feel very um, gothic. I mean, they throw the werewolves and stuff in there. It's just not, I just don't think it's very good. Uh, the writing on it, they try and do an open world with it, but there's the experience levels don't scale very well. Um, there's no, uh, no one's good in any of it at all. So just like no good people, just everyone's all shitty. Yeah. So like, it's, uh, the, the innocent people you should be, uh, with are. uh, are super racist the bad guys are pretty stereotypically wrong like very stereotypically roma it's hard to engage your allies like you're supposed to um i don't know i just it's very it's very lacking it's not exactly what i thought it was going to be when uh ravenloft is one of the more interesting uh campaign settings that wizards has produced it actually sounds pretty awesome
0: it does after he just trashed it.
1: <laughs> That's my point, jackass. <laughs> Jeez, Brian, he's being facetious. Hey, you, shut up! Now tell me about your nerdy thing, Anthony.
3: My my, my nerdy thing, I guess, would be that I actually watched Big Trouble in Little China last night. Finally, kind of, kind what? of. I was like falling asleep because I was really tired. What? Well, so you do not watch
1: that movie when you're falling asleep. You give that movie its attention. Yeah, i probably have to
3: watch it again because I don't remember a lot of what happened. <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Oh, you, you make my friendship with you hurt. That is such a good movie. I mean,
2: oh, Do you, oh well. I want to guess that you have the uh, the Big Trouble in Little China legendary game at your house. I wish I did, actually. I wanted to get it. I haven't even I heard of that.
1: I heard of it. have no idea how to play it.
2: So, you know I know it is? It's fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. If, um, legendary is probably one of my favorite deck building games.
1: Oh, as long as I get the ex- as long as they get exploding people, I'm happy.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, Anthony fell asleep watching Big Trouble in
3: Little China. That's his. Thing. I mean, of what I liked of it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's a trucker and he's like, ah, oh, I'm a trucker guy. And then weird oh, shit God. went down. Yeah, I'm a trucker guy. <laughs> <laughs> trucker
0: guy. Trucker guy.
3: I want to go as trucker
0: guy for for Halloween. (laughs) I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says pork chop express. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) That is, that is awesome. That, I like that. So, so, uh,
0: Brian, you got a question to ask me,
2: will you marry
0: me? I'm asking you a question. I mean, and in our little background chat. I said, I'll go next. (laughs) I know I'm throwing you off because you, I, you know, I usually go, I try and make myself go last and I know you kind of enjoy it. You try to throw me off and it, Seems more like the listener is getting thrown off, but you know, fine. fine. I try to what's podcast good. You? What's nerdy with you, Brian? Well, is what's your, nerdy is with your me? Podcasts this
1: week? are free form. By the way, here's an outline with staunch rules and, and
0: a background chat where I tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, anyway, what I did this week is I went to a birthday party that had a pinball tournament. There were six pinball games, there was um, Jackbot. Which was like a spinoff of Pinbot. There was a fishing game that I can't remember what it's called, like Largemouth Bass or Fishing Championship or something like that. Uh, there was Lord of the Rings, like the big fancy one with the animations and stuff. Term- the, the Terminator 2 pinball game, where if you find the Easter egg, you can, Arnold will say, fuck you, asshole. No way. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That was actually a trophy that you could have won at the pinball tournament if you got him to do it. Because he says it really loud and everybody would have noticed it. Fuck you, asshole. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, my God. I want to play in this tournament now. He also had Demolition
3: Man. That's another movie I haven't seen.
1: Mother, Like, I didn't even have to ask if you'd seen it. Because, you know, I knew your answer. No, I haven't yet. Oh, that's I'm writing that one down
0: for another episode. Because that's a fun <laughs> one to explain badly. Yeah, that's a fun one to explain badly. Oh um, and they had World Cup soccer. That so just sounds like this. The way it worked is we formed teams of four, there were 24 people. You, you're, you play four player pinball. And I knew you could play multiplayer pinball, but I never realized how easier it was to set up. You just hit, you put enough credits in, and then you hit start the amount of times with the amount of players you have. And you're playing against each other. So my team was Daniel Cross, our sound guy, his wife, Amber, a friend of the host, Jim, and myself. And then there were all these other teams. I did not place. Daniel came in third. And Amber got a special trophy for second highest score at Terminator 2, which was the hardest pinball game I've ever played. I swear at one time, it looked like the ball curved and then went straight down. Whoa. I was uh, I was getting really high scores on World Cup Soccer and um World Cup Soccer, Lord of the Rings and Um Demolition Man. Demolition Man was cool because instead of flippers it had guns with triggers instead of the regular buttons on the side. Really? No. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of
1: having the, the buttons for the flippers,
0: they were they were gun triggers. Yeah, and everybody hated the guns but me. I thought they were more natural than than the uh, having the buttons. The buttons. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that one was really fun. I liked that one a lot. I think that would take some getting used to, but it would probably be better. Yeah, the easiest one was Lord of the Rings, and Daniel didn't like that one as much. I got a really high score on that one, He and when they did the finals that he had to participate in, they picked Lord of the Rings as the game for the finals, and that's why he didn't win. But he did come in third. What was, what was really hard about the Lord of the Rings— It was an easy pinball game in that it was easy not to let it go straight down, but in order to get high scores, you really had to keep track as to what the whole point, what all the rules were and all the different ramps you had to go to get points. So there were like a collection of ramps and combos to get it to pick a mission. I was able to figure out like intuitively that really fast when it didn't really work for the just play the game and keep the ball alive long enough to get a high score because you'd keep the ball alive but you wouldn't be doing the stuff that it was asking you to do. I, I okay. killed Balrog. You did? Yeah, it, it's this little pops up puppet of a Balrog and you have to hit it with the ball. It was pretty cool. You XP stealing wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat. There's all sorts of cool stuff that happened in that game where like a animated thing would pop up. But I mean, this was like an action figure of the Balrog in the pinball game. With, like, moving arms and stuff. Oh, that's neat. The T2 game had something like that, too. It had a big um, T-800 endoskeleton skull in the middle, and you could get the ball into its mouth. That actually sounds pretty fun. It was a trap, because if you did get the ball locked, it would spit it out and go directly between the flippers. Oh, that sucks. So it's like, oh, yes, he's going to put it in the mouth. That's going
1: to be great. He's going to put the ball in the mouth. Let's let him put the ball in the mouth. Hey, look, flipper puts it down,
0: bitch. To answer your question that you asked about the pinball tournament, if they were going to play Tommy in the background, no. But there were many people singing it. Aww.
1: (laughs) That makes me sad. I really wish they would have. I think that would have been great.
0: Yeah. It was a good party. It was a good party and it was just a neat thing to do at a birthday party. Just so different than normal. I'm not knocking that at all. It's still amazing. He also had an arcade cabinet with a main machine in it with any game you can imagine, arcade, NES, SNES, and um, Neo Geo. Whoa! SNES. Yeah. Oh, oh Atari Twenty Six Hundred too. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty cool. I, I, we played Samurai Showdown for the Neo Geo. That was like one of my favorite fighting. Games. Nice. Uh, yeah. A classic and game. Did
1: anybody ever go? Hey, mm. anybody want to play ET? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that game was so garbage
0: (laughs) you weren't there Michael so the answer is probably no (laughs) so Michael what was nerdy with you this week mine is actually me
1: making a a decision that in my mind was insanely nerdy but is probably just me getting sucked into pop culture so I take you all the way back to the to the long ago time of Wednesday. Me, my wife, and my mother in law are walking around the Hemet Valley Mall. I don't even remember why we were there. I think we were paying a bill. My wife decides I have a coupon for Hot Topic. Let's go to Hot Topic and get uh, and just see if there's anything we want to get in there. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go to Hot Topic. You got a five dollar coupon. Great. So we go in there. And they have the the cheap fidget spinners and the little fidget cubes are next to the register. I was like, hey, that's, that's, that's I, I like those things. Those things are cool. They're relevant. People you
3: buy a fidget are, spinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bought a fidget spinner. But on top of that, it, I had a moral conundrum of do I want to get the fidget spinner or do I want to get the fidget cube more?
3: These fidget cubes are actually pretty cool.
1: They're actually really neat. I like them. Uh, my friend Dwayne actually got one of the fidget cubes from the uh, actual Kickstarter from the guys that uh, actually came up with it. Not the Chinese company that stole their idea when they got delayed.
0: Uh, all I've heard about the fidget spinners is they're better for adults than they are for kids. Well, they are kids
1: see them as just as a straight toy and they're like, well, let's we'll see how fast we can get it to spin. And we're going to do tricks. Whereas, uh, adults, um, are using it as uh, stress relief, like Anx- anxiety, and like anxiety, anxiety support, and it helps them focus on something that's not their anxiety. Also, um, I guess they're looking into what it can do for ADD and if because uh, I guess kids with ADD are claiming that it helps them focus while yeah, they're... it doesn't
0: work. I've been talking no, to lots of with friends. I, I talk about lots of friends who are teachers and they bring them into class and they have them under their desk and they're just staring at it. And they're not focusing they're they're completely yeah. distracted by the
3: fidget spinner yeah we have kids that bring them in the class and we have to tell them to put them away that you can only play with them during playtime because it doesn't help they just they just fuck around with them
0: yeah i can see that have you heard of this fidget spinner phenomenon brent uh
2: yes actually um trying to think there's uh it was like back before like even the kickstarter um like people like 3d printing their own and not necessarily like just a spinner where you hold it in the middle and spin it, but uh, the ones where like you can spin it. And then there's a, uh, the other one where it's spins the other way, like inside of it and little clacking buttons and whatever. And yeah, the, that's the fidget
1: cube. It's it's that that's actually literally marketed as a stress relief device and anxiety uh, 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 and to lower anxiety. Cause it has things that people would normally fidget with, uh, uh, like a light, little light switch click, basically. Yeah. Uh, a little spot like a worry stone rubber, uh, a little joystick, things like that. And it actually – I don't know if it's proven, but it
0: does help anxiety a lot. Yeah. On, so that's, on, that's where I know them from. On every podcast episode, I am sitting here playing with a binder clip. Every single podcast episode, I have a binder clip in my hand that I'm playing with it. I don't, need a, I don't need a $20 toy to spin in my fingers – I can flip a binder clip around. I bought one when
1: I got it, the one I got at Hot Topic was $4. And it was a piece of shit with bad bearings. Actually no, the bearing in this one's really good. The only the what makes it the cheap one is it doesn't have the bearings in the three arms cuz the the actual good like good level fidget spinners have bearings in all three of the arms not just the center. The cheap ones at they're weighted.
0: So, voting. <laughs> All right, Michael, who do you vote for? I actually vote
1: for Brent because the whole the the broom thing really made my day.
2: (laughs) Brent? Um, I am actually going to go vote for Michael because anytime someone is going to Hot Topic. uh, (laughs) Burning down the Hot Topic. As as an adult. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, I do. I I don't dress like somebody who normally goes to Hot Topic, and I go to Hot Topic like just to walk around it every time I go to the mall. So like, and I'm usually walking through there with like uh, a Tractor Supply hat on and a t shirt and jeans and boots, and then I'm not not the kind of like boots you'd be like, man, that guy's really into fashion. Like boots, like damn, that guy works somewhere.
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, oh look, they have a Goku shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anthony who do you vote for anthony is checking on his baby so i vote for myself because i'm a terrible person yeah but you don't care about it anymore i played pinball for a while it was fun it was the nerdiest thing i've done in a long time it was, was really cool i'm not
1: gonna lie brian i was very very close to voting for you but that broom was just wicked if they had if you'd said that they were actually playing pinball wizard not just singing it i most likely would have voted for you
2: yeah, if they would have fully immersed themselves in the pinball experience.
0: They blinded and deafened everybody before they played? Yep. W- was Tommy deaf? He was just blind, right? Tommy was just blind. I think he was just In blind. the song? Yeah, yeah. I believe he was just blind. Yeah, if everybody had to wear blindfolds and they played the song in the background, I think that would have been pretty nerdy. <laughs> and that's what gave Daniel the high score.
1: You can't play Lord of the Rings pinball with your eyes open. You
0: got to play it blind, man. Well, we are at a tie. Because Anthony can't vote because he's checking on his baby. So we're going to have to get started on the topic for time.
2: All right.
1: So. Wait, we know Brent's the guest. Brent, who wins? The, uh, the you guest, know what? When Anthony did the wins. guest decide who won? Whenever I decided it was relevant and fine. Uh, I think it, you're just trying a to tie. make
0: on too long. No, on okay, a, no, on a okay tie. fine, Brent. Who wins, Brent? And <laughs> Anthony wins. <laughs> there. See? Anthony wins because he has a child that he cares about <laughs> that he has to check on and he doesn't have time for podcasting
2: because nobody wins. <laughs> so we
0: have
1: we brought Brent back because, you know, we do like him. We think he's pretty cool. But apparently he has a super secret secret topic that Brian already spilled the beans about. So I'm just it's going to say- be in
0: the name of the episode. Michael. <laughs> Sure. I'm not going to call it Brent Bowser's super secret topic. Nobody's going to click on that. Yeah, we'll make it
1: relevant, but we're. But I'm still giving you shit for this because I can. Anyway,
0: I so can just Brent. edit out anything you say. <laughs> Ask your
1: I question. Don't know why I'm, I'm giving I'm giving your profile picture a dirty look right
0: now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ask your question, Michael. So, but Brent, I'm going to start this off with a question. Yeah. What What do you have to do with wrestling?
2: Uh, Well, I have been a uh, a huge wrestling fan for years, and uh, wrestling is probably, like, at one of its peaks right now. This is a pretty good time if you're a wrestling fan. uh, It's a good time to be a wrestler. It's a good time to get into wrestling. And uh, a friend of mine up in Dayton messaged me with an idea that he had about putting something together. And I said, I'm in. And so uh, my friend Dusty and I have started the uh, Professional Ohio Sports Entertainment Review or Poser Wrestling. That is gorgeous and
1: beautiful. So when do you put on your uh, unitard and just start beating the shit out of each other? <laughs> uh,
2: we are working on that. Uh, we, uh, we should be getting the ring in this week. Uh, we have uh, space and... Um, working on uh getting some scripts done we'll have a, a big recording day um this is going to be a little different than what you may be used to so we're we're not necessarily going to uh tour in you know like the the vf halls and that sort of thing um dusty is heavily influenced by lucha underground which you can catch seasons one and two on netflix uh, lucha underground's fun yeah, Lucha Underground is very, very fun, uh, where, you know, they, uh, they have their base of operations, their audience comes in. Um, they really, really emphasize the storytelling aspect of it. Uh, a lot of character-driven uh, feuds, not so much where everyone is. I mean, people fight for the belt, but that's not the only reason why people are there. Uh, I am heavily influenced by Shikara Pro. <laughs> wrestling, uh, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, and they, uh, are also very character driven, but to the point of, uh, of really just lunacy. Um, if someone has ever shared a video clip, uh, of something ridiculous happening in wrestling, such as, um, guys dressed up like ants and someone throwing an invisible grenade at them and the invisible grenade blowing up and knocking people out, or uh, if uh, someone grabs a guy by, the, by his junk and then said guy flips people over with his junk, uh, people being hypnotized into dancing in the middle of a wrestling ring. If you've seen any of those clips shared, those are probably from Chikara.
0: I have never heard of that before. You called it Chikara Pro? Yes. Where do you find that?
2: Uh, they post a lot on YouTube right now. Um, and they have quite an, a nice little uh, empire unto themselves. They have uh, comic books, uh, explain what goes on in between the episodes and in between the seasons. It's quite a, uh, a multimedia experience with them.
0: Do you have any wrestlers other than you and Dusty?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, we have about a dozen guys um, from around the uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Kentucky area. We've got a, a f- few more that we are looking to growing. Into that, um, but yeah, we've got some guys who've uh, are um, have done some jobs in CZW. So, I mean, these are all legitimate wrestlers. Like everyone is trained, everyone is a professional. It's not uh, it's not the stuff you know we used to do in the backyard. Uh, yeah, yeah, so this isn't backyard wrestling. No, this is. Uh, these are trained professional wrestlers uh, getting into a real ring uh, in our in our performance space. Um, that we will be filming and putting up uh, episode or sorry uh, season one uh, later this uh, this summer.
1: Okay, so um, wow, actually that's actually going pretty good. You guys, you guys have it. So you guys have it planned pretty far out in advance then. Yes, for yours for your stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, and you said you're getting the ring soon. So uh, do you have the script writing started? You're not done. Have you finished it?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got season one pretty much planned out Um, a lot of, um, a lot of it will be, of course, you know, done on the fly as, you know, like, um, promos are done. Um, just, you know, we don't, uh, we don't quite do what the WWE does and hand someone a script and here, this is what you got to say, but you know, this is what's going on. This is where you start find a way to get to here. Give a little bit more freedom for it. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I like that. A
1: lot more room for expansion.
2: Yeah, Uh, to really like let the guys be themselves and to really let them uh, dive into the character that they want to be. And we've got some ridiculous characters. Give us a little preview of what some of those characters are. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm interested. So some of my favorite characters that we have. uh, First off, we have her name is uh, Tinderella. Uh, she is, um, uh, she drinks, she smokes, she cusses, she beats guys up. Uh, she's got a real Jessica Jones quality about her. And, uh, she is just, uh, she swipes right with a knife edge chop and she's just sick. Of- I
1: was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping so much that it was, there's going to be something that like one of her moves was going to have something to do with swiping. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: oh my God.
2: Yeah. Oh, she's uh, <laughs> tired of putting up with that. Is that, that, a, is that it? a Tinder joke? Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah.
0: Okay, so Anthony is back, and you missed his description of one of his wrestling characters in his federation, Tinderella, who swipes right with a knife edge chop.
2: <laughs> God, this is amazing. Oh. Oh, oh,
0: You're doing God's
1: work, Brent. Doing God's oh, work. I
2: shit out of this. Uh we have uh we have Simon Salem, uh who is our, our dark wizard character. Uh, we also have people staff. Yep. Uh and and his manager, uh K Fabulous. Um
1: <laughs> uh,
2: they're uh they're gonna be a great team together. I'm excited to have uh excited to have them, especially uh because K Fabulous uh is played by a man. Uh So, yes, we have a a drag queen manager that is fantastic. Um, We have uh, we have Rebel Hope, who's just a a real spunky girl. Uh, We have Bananas Foster, who is a punk rock monkey, who is also a detective. Um, Who else do we have? We have uh, we have Sean Phoenix, a pyromaniac extraordinaire.
0: Could I Uh, could I stop you for a second, Brent? Yes. Explain
2: how you're doing the monkey. Yeah, I'm (laughs) (laughs) very Uh, curious. Uh, it's a combination of a uh, monkey costume and a luchador mask.
1: <laughs> is, does he have a detective's coat on? Yeah, it's
2: uh, it's pretty it's pretty adorable.
1: Uh, okay, if it's a it's a full monkey suit, yeah, I feel so bad for whoever's in that. Well, if you're wrestling in the summer,
2: uh, yeah, uh, the the guy wearing the suit uh, to say like this is. This is very hot, but it feels right. It just feels right. After every match, he
1: vomits bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you vomiting bananas? I'm getting into character before each match. We so <laughs> eat three bunches of bananas and then get into 100 plus weather in a giant fursuit. I'm committed to my craft.
2: Oh, he, and he's very committed. He's very committed. Uh, we have uh, uh, a very important character to the overall plot. Uh, we have local man, big bad Gavin. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a street guy. Of this he's the, uh, the Michael Bluth of this federation, if you will. Ah, mm-hmm. and Understand. there's
3: the shoe. Get it.
2: And, uh, and I will actually not be wrestling. Uh, I will be managing.
1: Well, there goes my question.
2: Yeah. Uh, see, so yeah, I'm, I'm just managing, but, I am very honored to be uh, managing my son, uh, Jock Taylor. He is—he uh, is the greatest high school athlete ever. He's a uh, uh, not only a four-time state champion, but he's also the only person uh, in the state of Ohio to pin uh, that one kid with Down syndrome that they let wrestle. The only guy who's ever beat that guy. That's how. Oh my God! That congratulations. is congratulations. By the way, let him wrestle. <laughs> well. I mean, he earned a spot on that on that team. Uh, the rest of that school was just I mean, no one could stand up to my son. He's the best. He is. Jock Taylor is by far the best athlete that we have in poser wrestling. He's uh, he's smarter. He's stronger. He's faster. Uh, he's Kurt Jack, Angle. Uh, Yeah. Jock Taylor is a straight white male. And I can think of no one more deserving and more entitled to being the champion than <laughs> my, a
0: straight white male.
2: <laughs> So
0: out of character for a second. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, let's <laughs> yeah.
0: break character
1: for a second. He, he's
0: he's the heel,
2: right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you're describing a massive heel. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, jock is pretty much a uh, a spoiled rich white kid, and I get to play his dad who uh, who buys him the world that is so which of donald trump's sons is he being based on <laughs> <laughs> uh actually he it's not it's a it's a much darker reference actually uh and, and i'm which was a yeah there's a there's a a douchebag uh, athlete um that uh that we're loosely basing this character off of but the general archetype uh, fits perfectly with uh, with our target audience and uh, and I get to uh, I get to yell at poor people, so I'm excited to basically have Paul Heyman doing Ted DiBiase promos. Oh.
3: Yes, <laughs> that would be oh. so amazing! Oh my
1: gosh, that is so
3: good! Uh, I love it. Paul Heyman's really good. he's such a good manager. Yeah.
2: Oh. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. We've got we've uh, got some other guys. Um, I like I haven't they have their gimmicks and and uh, like Dusty is really, like really managing a lot of the, the talent aspect of it. And uh, and, you know, we we co-write what's going on with this. So uh, he's got a little bit better idea than I do. And uh, as we get information from him, we'll put them up on the website and everything. But we are uh, very, very excited with um, the people that we have, um, like from talent level as who they are as wrestlers to uh, just the crazy storylines we're going to be coming up with
1: oh man the, how are people going to be able to see this because i i want i want to see this
2: So <laughs> uh, uh, so poserwrestling.com uh is our website that's where um, you can we'll be uploading everything to uh youtube and uh i think vimeo um, that's where you can get all the information on like, uh, our Twitter our Instagram, all that kind of stuff, uh, possibly to see us do some live shows. Uh, we are launching a Kickstarter next week though. Uh, like I said, we already have the ring. We already have the space. Um, it's just a little bit to, uh, help increase production value, but you can get, uh, buttons, t-shirts, um, soundtrack, uh, which is something else I'm very excited about. Uh, the, all of our wrestlers have original songs. So, uh, Oh yeah. So you won't be, you won't be hearing enter Sandman again.
1: <laughs> all the big bad guys all come in all come in just like K-pop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That, I, I do miss that aspect of it, but I am actually like very excited that, uh, you know, to get the support from, uh, our local music communities, um, that we'll be able to like showcase their songs and this as well.
1: Well, you're yeah. Cause you're technically helping them too mm-hmm. with with promoting their work, which I think is really good. You're really pulling from all resources with this.
2: Yeah. Like I said, it's, this is really going to be a, um, a blending of our two influences of being able to have like that, that gritty soap opera feel that you get from Lucha Underground, with the multimedia experience that you get from Chikara, it
1: all sounds amazing.
2: Yeah, we're uh, we're real excited to to be doing this, and very excited with all the people that we have involved with it. Oh, I also forgot my favorite uh, character that we have. It is a uh,
1: better than the Detective Monkey Luchador.
2: Only, well, maybe not, but be- probably not better than uh, Bananas Foster. But one that's near and dear to my heart is uh, our our rockabilly wrestler, uh, Honky Tonk 2 Boot and Boogaloo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, new favorite. There we go. Now, do you got someone who can pull off the hair or is it going to be a wig?
2: Uh, we we have someone with a fabulous head of hair. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> good. Uh, do good. they have so, a
1: signature move yet?
2: uh no we're still trying to determine that but it's uh it's just it was too good to pass up
3: so how like how do you even make this happen because you know i know a little bit about the pro wrestling thing but i wouldn't know how to like set all this stuff up so like how do you set up these wrestling matches and get all the stages and get everyone together and all that really fun stuff
2: oh Uh, so that's where it's, uh, it's been a lot of work and, uh, and thank God, uh, that Dusty covers everything that I have no idea how to do. Uh, and I'm sure he would probably thank God that I'm here for this stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a lot of work. Um, like I said, we've ordered the ring that'll be coming, uh, this week, you know, trying to find, uh, a venue that fits, um, you know, that has like a high enough ceiling has, uh, you know, wide enough for walkways, uh, good seating. Uh, plenty of electric um, outlets for everything we need. Like that's you know location, 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 and uh, especially for what we're doing. Like so, we're um, we're staying pretty centralized and then producing the show. Um, so as far as trying to go out and book venues and things, we're not that sure on uh, on what that's going to look like yet. And um, and if that happens or when it happens, whatever. Um, so, like that was a whole thing in and of itself. Is you know, if you build it, uh, they will come, and uh, that is absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> Dusty uh, wrestles and uh, knows a, a bunch of guys, and it's it's oddly a lot like comedy, where you just have a lot of talented people out there uh, doing things, and someone gets an idea of I want to do a show like this, and uh, people. If they f- are into the show, they're like, cool, how do I get involved? What do you need from me? How do I make this work? And, you know, other people are just like, uh, it's not going to fit with my schedule or whatever. But uh, no, uh, you like I said, you build it and they come. And Dusty had a fantastic idea and all these uh, super talented guys and uh, and girls uh, bought into it. And we just said, screw it. Here we go. We got the location. You definitely have a great school cool. of talent out there in Ohio yeah yeah oh we yeah we have yeah, a lot of people don't if if you only are watching wwe you probably don't realize how much amazing talent is out here in ohio but yeah the indie scenes it we've got like a weird a weird little uh like seattle vibe to us of just some great guys coming up out of uh, out of the ohio area and making waves in the indie scene and the fact that we've got the music scene and some and some comedians who I mean, yeah, Ohio's really good for art, and I'm glad that we're able to bring it all together uh, into wrestling. Ohio's really good for art. That's a
3: that's something I never thought I would hear in my life. Yeah, I thought to just say that. I thought I would never hear that sentence ever.
2: Uh, yeah, I I never thought that I would say it either until I got involved and started to travel. I'm like, nope, this is. I'm really glad that I started in Dayton and that uh, and that I have. Uh, Ohio, basically my uh, my testing ground for everything. <laughs> you can that make it in like Ohio.
1: You can make it anywhere. <laughs> um, how are you handling uh, audience? Because you're gonna have to have audiences.
2: Yes. So um, we so that will be part of um, like our upcoming Kickstarter. Uh, we've got friends that uh, will be able to come in uh, that will sit in for the tapings and everything. And we already got people who are you know, kind of knocking down our doors, like wanting to get into it. Um, But that's going to be some of the Kickstarter things as well. But like I said, with us not really touring, our audience is going to be different. Um, And we are focusing primarily on uh, putting it out on YouTube. And uh, hopefully, you know, if people like it enough um, between ad revenue or or Patreon, um, you know, that'll help us continue to make more and more seasons of it. With everyone that we have involved and and creating the uh, the studio, if you will, the Poser Dome, as we call it, um, it really just kind of like playing on the internet is where we're really going to try and and go. Um, honestly, I feel like that's where art is going now. A lot of a lot of my friends, not necessarily just wrestlers, but anyone who works the road, um, it's kind of dying out there. People are staying in. And people are gravitating, you know, more towards you know Netflix and Hulu. Uh, YouTube is growing exponentially so much that Facebook is adopting video. Yeah, I just figure in our in our current society where everything is on demand, uh, where are they going to demand things? And that's where we put it.
3: Well, yeah, it's even in like the music scene, you know, you're seeing a lot more artists these days going to like YouTube and using Patreon as their way to get funding because honestly, the, you know, the music industry is not very good and it's not very good for artists. And so unless you're like really famous, but unless you're like one of those big time people, you're getting kind of screwed.
2: Right. Yeah. So
3: a lot of people, a lot of artists are kind of just going like, I'm not going to do the publishing thing. I'm not going to do the. I'm not going to work with these big companies anymore. I'm going to make my own
2: money via... Via me and marketing myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and we are definitely adopting uh, that business strategy to what we're doing. Um, plus, we understand like a lot of the people who will be coming for our tapings. Um, you know, we're all, you know, getting to be adults. Yeah, uh, We've got jobs. We've got kids. You know, uh, people want to see this. People want to support it. People want to uh, consume this art that we're producing, but it's not always going to be at the, the time that's best for them. So uh putting it to where they can have it on demand, get it into uh get it into their eyes and ears whenever it's convenient for them.
1: Okay, so you said you are gonna have people at the venue, right? Yes. Um, are you guys going to be charging tickets? Do you know that part yet or
2: Um we do not know that part yet. Probably I I don't know. I don't can't speak to that actually. No worries. No worries. Yeah, it was just it, curious. So. It it sounds
0: like you're like now correct me if I'm so it's it's a web series. So you're basically going to be trying to fill your seats as best you can to make it look like a wrestling like like an actual wrestling federation. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it as a web series for entertainment value and then seeing where it can grow from there. Yes. So could your is your audience ever going to be involved in the storylines?
2: Uh, you know, that's uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: I can't wait to see this. This is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this too, Brian. This is going to be great.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, we're asking a lot of questions that are, um, that are a little, you know, it's, it's like we're not sure what to ask because it's, I've never heard of anybody doing anything like this before. So when you told us we were doing this, the basically the main question I had was, what the serious fuck? Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a very fair question too. Um, it's, Ah oh man it there's so many levels to that question i think first and foremost is we're doing it because we love wrestling and we love the old school wrestling um you know like uh, the stuff from the 80s where you had ridiculous you had you know the the savage uh Kamala and you had um uh, brutus the barber beefcake and where it's just like I cut hair and beat guys up like (laughs) guys today don't have that day job. You know, uh, every guy's kind of the same. They're like, Oh, I'm, I'm super tough and I'm the champ and I'm going to beat you up because you're not the champ. Yeah. Well, you're the champ. I'm going to beat you up because I want to be the champ. And like everyone kind of is the same. They're all snarky. They're all badder than everyone else. Some people are mean because they're the bad guys. Some people are nice because they're the good guys and then you know like if you look on a lot of the indie scene it's uh it's a lot of uh illuminati tattoos a lot of satan worship a lot of uh death metal um it looks like uh, it looks like hot topic uh is fighting with itself and uh you know we want to do something different we don't necessarily care about belts as much we care about characters we uh we we miss the days when um you know Uh, Randy Savage was fighting for the love of Miss Elizabeth uh, when Jake the Snake was just trying to scare the ultimate warrior because he was scary and he could. Yeah, we're doing it because we love it. We're also doing it because I guess we have, like I said, we're getting to the point in our lives where traveling on the road just really isn't a viable career option. uh, And we still want to do it. So we're just making art the way that works for us. It seems to apparently be working for a lot of other people too, because they're super involved in this. Like I said, we followed our love, put it out there. Uh, we've got a bunch of people joining in on us, and yeah, we're going to have fun. If you can't, don't see uh, an opportunity for yourself, then you just make one. So we made our opportunity. I like that. I like that a lot. Yep, right my turn, <laughs> my. Oh, you guys, <laughs> so
1: beautiful. Person.
2: people you know not to brag or anything but
3: (laughs) i hope this works out for you though it sounds really fun and you sound really passionate about it and it sounds like a really great project and i i I honestly hope that like it gets off really well and you become like super famous and then you can take over the wwe because right now they're kind (laughs) of (laughs) sucking and then you remember the podcast that helped you start it all yes and then uh and then we did not help them we did not help them start anything just i'm gonna i'm gonna let people know that we didn't help start nothing
2: um i will probably have to stay in character when i acknowledge you guys so i apologize for uh for everything i will say about you in the future
0: oh that would be oh. fantastic that's great oh raise Way the shit out of us oh my god Dude. oh my god we're gonna be we're gonna be the most the we're gonna what are we're we gonna be called like um bleeding heart liberal hippies podcast
2: uh probably uh probably a bunch of uh socialist cucks um (laughs) socialist cucks
3: yes cuck is my favorite insult of the 21st century
1: that works that works even though i'm conserved i'm considered fairly conservative (laughs) shut up you liberal (laughs) cuck it works (laughs)
2: oh i can't wait for that to happen to us oh so is this podcast basically uh two uh two liberals and a canadian so you should just call it cut Cut goose (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that That was good
1: that was really good it's vegetarians and a meat eater so it's more like tofu tofu goose (laughs) that's fair (laughs) i lose all that's fair oh No, dude okay. I'm really excited for your project. I'm really glad that you came on here and shared this with us because I am have been a secret wrestling fan for the last few years for a long time. Like I've always loved wrestling, but I became like a secret wrestle fan for a while because like I don't know. I I figured, oh, I'm older, I shouldn't like wrestling anymore, but I still like wrestling.
2: Yeah, it's it's so good. It's basically the most violent ballet that you will ever see.
1: It's uh Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm never gonna stop I'm never gonna stop liking it. Yeah.
2: Especially I love what you're describing for your stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're hoping to bring like, like I said, a violent ballet aspect of like having Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing with a little bit of Patrick Swayze from Too Fu.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Holy crap. That is. Oh, that's great. When I was a kid, I really liked wrestling and I fell out of it because I didn't I didn't really realize why I it was like it got bad. It was like I kept trying to watch wrestling, and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And I think you totally summed it up. And I can't wait till you start, because I'm going to be watching your show. Because it's the way you described it, it's exactly what I've been wanting. I've been wanting that return to the old school stuff I grew up with as a kid.
2: Yeah, well, we uh, we miss it too, so... <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't fail to uh, to meet your expectations, and uh, hope you guys have like a lot of fun watching.
0: Well, maybe one of these days we'll make it out to Ohio and we can
2: be in your audience. Uh, maybe one of these days, uh, you guys uh, can help uh, find a venue, and we'll come perform live. Nice. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm totally down for hoping that. And if you ever have anybody a uh, new join and you need a character for them. Yeah, you know, Murder arena. He was he was born to dance, but his temper
2: made him kill. <laughs> Love it. It uh, sounds very uh Kevin Baconish.
0: <laughs> Kevin Baconish is another good name for a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is.
0: Uh, and just
1: see him doing that
0: barn rage dance scene and at the very end just punching some dude right in the fucking throat. <laughs> Yeah, his um, his special move is this um, six degrees of Kevin Bacon.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, just a series of submission holds. <laughs> yeah, oh my
0: gosh! Oh, this guy has to exist. <laughs> yeah, he also has he, he also has the shake his foot loose.
2: Oh, oh, poor diabetes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets the guy in the ground, and he just does these like weird shake kicks right into the dude's face. <laughs> and then he pulls out his giant dong from wild things and it's uh and he teabags him oh uh, we broke michael
1: <laughs> as i see kevin bacon doing all of these things <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um this is usually the part of the show where we wrap up and you we ask, me. i can't do it we ask about current projects um but I want to start off real quick cuz you were you wanted to show your website cuz your website is going to be your
2: website is going to be live by the time we record so correct uh, it is poserwrestling.com p o s e r wrestling uh, we have um, we have a teaser trailer for uh, season 1 up on our YouTube uh, we have Twitter and Instagram uh, and like I said we are launching our Kickstarter soon so there'll be uh, links to that on the website and the video related to that. We should start releasing like introduction to the wrestlers through our YouTube and through the website and everything else as well. So if you just start following, oh, and also on Facebook. So uh, if you just start looking up Poser Wrestling and if you just want one place where you can find all the links together, that'll be poserwrestling.com.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, I we We always talk about our current things that are going on around this time in the show, I know you're doing something special tonight. Why don't you share that?
2: Oh, talking, uh, closing up my, uh, uh, curse of Strahd game. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Is everybody going to die? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. They're, uh, they're only level seven, but I feel like level doesn't really mean anything in fifth edition because <laughs> you hit everything regardless. Um, it does when you're Chris Hardwick and you trigger a trap that smashes you into pudding. Oh, I am not familiar with that reference.
1: No, it's just by you mentioning level, it just reminded me of something that happened in force in the first season of Force Gray. Chris Hardwick's character activated a trap, and he got smashed between two two block pillars. Spoilers, instant instant, instant negative con. Duh, oh. dude! That episode was last year. People have had a chance. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. he yeah, he instantly negative con. He was they they're like, can we heal him? And they're like, he's fifty, like he's fifty below his health. He no,
2: yeah, um yeah i don't know i guess my the main project is obviously uh com, and then i will probably uh work on a second album later this summer
0: are you doing another comedy album yeah so you're not an ex stand-up co- comic yeah, anymore. you're not former you're just on hiatus don't you <laughs> fucking tease <me. laughs> do not you
3: fucking bullshit us
0: what name will that album be under uh i'm gonna it's still gonna be under vincent Okay, so um, for listeners who don't know, Brent Bowser's um, name for stand-up comedy is Vincent Holiday. Hmm. You can find his stand-up on YouTube. I'm I'm going to find your things and and laugh at them.
2: Okay, It is a uh, very much the opposite of the character I will be playing for wrestling. So
1: <laughs> I'm keeping that in mind. <laughs> I'm be like, wow, this guy's great, and then I'm going to think about your character and be like,
0: fuck, that guy's going to be a monster. <laughs> So we have a new segment at the end of every episode now, and it's called um, We Explain Movies That Anthony Hasn't Seen Badly. Um, Brent has said that he's going to take on this one, and we're, and Brent is going to explain to Anthony um, – I want to make sure – Anthony, are you here? I am. All right. We're going to explain to Anthony the plot of The Usual Suspects. Now, Brent, if you start to flounder, you can tag any of us in at any time, and we'll take it up where you left off. Well, just this is a really quick couple of minutes description.
2: Okay. Um, So, The Usual Suspects is a prequel movie. It stars um, uh, Frank Underwood from House of Cards before he was president, uh, and uh, Stephen Baldwin before he found Jesus, and this really tall, goofy looking guy that's actually Steve Buscemi before the multiple sclerosis shrunk him. And this is all uh, taking place as like a big heist. So it's even a prequel to oceans 11 because there's only five of them. So it's like oceans four and they had to pull off like some big heist thing. There's a mole, there's a traitor in the midst, something. And, uh, they're just trying to figure out what the heck happened, who did what. And, uh, and president, F- uh, Frank Underwood, um, uh, uh, is sitting there like recanting the tale of how they all came together and and what happened during this heist
3: oh that's amazing
0: Anthony are you ready to see it now?
3: I am that does sound like it'd be a good movie okay <laughs>
1: there, there was so much energy there <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah he's so excited
1: he's like I was so excited yeah I'm gonna see this this is uh this is so good yeah
3: this, <laughs> this is great yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm going go to watch the tour, it because the because because my friend back here is telling me that I need to see it. Like everyone's like, you need to see this movie. So I am I need to see it. Apparently <laughs> he's
1: got a buddy back there going like, damn, man, watch that movie. Yes, that's
2: exactly how it sounds.
3: Yeah. bro. <laughs>
0: apparently you have a child screaming to, to watch the movie, too.
2: He's <laughs> mad I haven't seen
0: it, even though he hasn't seen it either.
1: <laughs> Would you watch it? I watch it, asshole. God, you're such a dick, dad. why can't i be like that kid in ohio who wrestles down syndrome kids for money (laughs) and high
0: school acclaim um so for me i don't have anything going on other than um i'm recording the last i'm recording the supernatural road so far episode i'm still the guest host on that show on that podcast and we're talking about the season finale you have something else going on what yeah oh yeah tonight i'm running a game I'm running the second part of Murder's Market, um Michael's house and Anthony's going to be there. So we have to do a group photo for the po- Facebook page because it'll be the first time we've the three of us have been together in in a in a long months, time.
3: Months. Months. Maybe even maybe even closer to a year. Yeah. It's
0: just about it's just about a, a year I believe. The last time the three of us were all together was Michael's birthday party 2 years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, 2 years ago. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, man, it has been that long. Oh I'm so glad I randomly invited you to that one birthday that got us back into being really close friends because otherwise this wouldn't happen and I'd probably be a lot sadder. Sorry, real moment.
0: (laughs) So um, for listeners, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook at Nerd Podcast Radio's Facebook page. Um, We chat with our fans there. We talk about stuff and we share all sorts of nerdy things. Um, You can also reach us by email at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Anthony doesn't have an email address.com. And you can I just want to like,
3: let people know. I do have an email address. I just really don't check my email. So, like, I probably want to answer anyone's emails. <laughs> and, well, an- Anthony does check Twitter.
0: And our three Twitters are at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdCasterMike, at NerdCastRadio. And I wanted to ask you, Brent, can you say your Twitter? Because you have one of the most hilarious Twitters of anyone I know. Oh, do I still have it? i uh, been posting to it.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay, I th- I thought you meant my um sorry uh thought you meant my handle. I was like I haven't used that handle forever. Uh, <laughs> uh my uh my Twitter handle is uh at Brent Bowser one three three seven.
0: Oh, that's such a great Twitter page. I I, I was at a bar last night. And I was sharing things you said. Um, yeah. you would um you had said um. From now on, officially, when you have sex on Halloween, it's called Jamie Lee coitus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh my, uh.
2: um, fair, I, I had to correct that um, because now any Friday in which you get your freak on could technically be a freaky Friday. So you can have Jamie Lee coitus uh, any any Friday you get freaky.
0: <laughs> I am totally OK with this. I tell people all the time that they need to follow Brent because it just (laughs) cheers up my day with the crazy crap he comes up with. I don't even know. And it's like you wonder which ones are serious and which ones weren't. So when he (laughs) told us he was starting a wrestling federation, I thought it was going to be a bit for a long time. Oh, my
2: gosh. It's so good. Uh, no, the wrestling federation is the uh, medium for all the other jokes. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: I don't remember how long ago it was. It was a long time ago that you said that. Um, from from now on, I'm no longer going to be involved in comedy. I'm now going to be a professional wrestler, and <laughs> a bunch of people responded with like, "That's a joke, right?" Like, <laughs>
2: was, so, so what? That started as a joke because uh, one of the things that a lot of uh, older wrestlers will do now is uh, they book themselves to go on stand-up comedy tours. And it's not really stand-up comedy. Um, Some of them are just like funny road stories. But it's just, you know, them standing and talking to a microphone. And it's not stand-up comedy. So I tried to be snarky about it and say, like, hey, I'm a former comedian. Where can I get booked to wrestle? And some people, like, got what I was saying because, you know, these comedians are not getting booked because these wrestlers want to talk into a microphone. And then the few people who, like, started taking me seriously, like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll book you. Uh, you know, you're some new talent. You'll probably bring in some new faces to uh, to our promotion. Uh, what are you looking to do? And I'm just like, well, shit. Uh, don't break character. Don't break character. Yeah, I think I could uh, main event. <laughs> I've never done it before, but I think I could make an event.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. So.
2: Oh, man. Sometimes I'm snarky. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> snarky's good. I mean, to be, uh, in my opinion, sometimes if you want to be a stand comedian, comedian, you, you kind of got to get snarky. Yeah. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with that. But honestly, thank you for coming on today and telling us about your amazing plan to just. Own the world of wrestling now, as far as I'm concerned.
2: <laughs> oh well, thanks for having me on. I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys like what you see. Um, oh, I, I am sure of it.
1: If it's anything like what you've just described, which I guarantee it's going to be better than that, I oh, I'm you, you've sold me on it. So be happy, be very happy. All right. Awesome. So, but yeah, the the plan, the wrestlers, you know, that you've done out. It's I think it's awesome that you guys actually have your whole first season planned out. For this, I'm definitely going to go check out your Kickstarter when that goes live. Probably going to go visit the website right now after we get off of this. As you said, it's supposed to be up right now, if I remember right. Yes. So I'm going to go yeah, check that. And actually, I, have, I had a really good time talking to you about this today and just hearing what you have planned. Uh, I'm going to go find all your Vincent Holiday stuff because, yeah, comedy is one of my favorite things
2: in the world. Uh, so. and, uh, if you want to check out uh, some... Uh, if you like punk music as well, uh, check out Deuterus, D-U-D-E-R-U-S. All right, I will. Uh, that is uh, that's my partner Dusty's band. Uh, um, oh, yeah, your, so. your partner,
1: huh? So oh, business partner. I can do and better. Business in the <laughs> sheets.
0: I can do better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's just that guy that you're ashamed of. It's like, you want to go to dinner? Yeah, but you got to put your head down in the passenger seat.
2: Uh yeah, uh yeah. I
1: got standards.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me having sex with dust is like you watching professional wrestling. It's a guilty pleasure and we just don't talk about it in public and <laughs> we don't bring it up at family functions. No. <laughs> you could oh.
1: kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I killed Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you over there, you breathing? You good?
0: I'm okay. You okay, Brian. Yes, You're make I'm it? I'm ready for you to close out the episode now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Brent, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's it's been fun talking to you again. I really want you to come back with any kind of new project, or if you just want to talk and be part of a topic. All right, that sounds good. Because I, we we like talking to you. You're you're so good. And uh, today's. Topic was great. They they said you had something going on with wrestling. I wasn't really able to pay much attention to the chats we had throughout the week. So they're like, oh, it's something with wrestling. I was like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) So, again, great. And I just look forward to actually just this coming out and people seeing all this stuff and how much work you guys put into it. And, you
0: know, I just got to say. Uh, you know, Michael, this to... is the most meandering closer you've
3: ever had.
1: I realize that. And I'm like, shut, <laughs> yeah, shut really the bad, fuck Michael. up, Michael. That's
3: what I was waiting Michael, for. I was get like, your shit and put it in a bag. OK, <laughs> get your shit together. Put it in a bag. Just get your shit together.
1: All right. Wait, do we do need to take can it to the just
3: shit store? Your, can
1: you hit your finisher? <laughs> say your thing. I couldn't. I was like, he didn't say shut the fuck up, Michael. This episode, I got to get him to say it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Say your thing. all right though guys it's been fun it's been great uh i've been your host special mikey along with me always hindu anthony bye everyone about to say did he leave again (laughs) (laughs) super vegan brian (laughs) goodbye everybody our super awesome wrestling manager and just all around best guy ever and one of the greatest mario villains of all time brent bowser (laughs) i'm not gonna win (laughs) (laughs) apparently Oreo um, in a costume as well? Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio, guys, and as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Uh, say goodbye, Anthony, Frank, and I'm off. Bye.